You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Hey, it's Jim. Stay with us after today's podcast for an exclusive preview of my audiobook. Here's a program from our archives. We're about 20 miles outside of Tallahassee, Florida, near the Apalachicola Forest, gathering a seasonal wild treat. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is the Pulse of the Planet. For Pulse of the Planet listener Carrie Hamby, harvesting wild persimmons has become an annual event. There's one right there. My earliest memory is of going out to a place in Indiana near where I grew up in October or November after the first frost or cold snap. There were three of us kids, and my mom or dad would get a hold of a tree and shake it, and it was up to us kids to go around the ground and find the ones that had fallen down. Here's some. It's about, what, an inch in diameter. It has an orange, kind of rusty-looking pulp. It feels like a plum. You know how the pulp of a plum is kind of uh, mushy and translucent. It's very, very sweet. Watch your head. I pick them because they're good to eat, and they're uh, it's a it's a fall oh. ritual. <laughs> and the the main thing that I do with the persimmon is make a persimmon pudding out of it. I use my grandmother's recipe. She would make a persimmon pudding for Thanksgiving dinner. And if there was enough left over and we hadn't used up all the pulp, or if it was a really good year, we had a lot of persimmons, then we would have it for Christmas dinner, too. When they're green, wild persimmons taste pretty awful. But when they're ripe... They're just, uh, I think they're the food of the gods. (laughs) If you want to check out Carrie Hamby's recipe for wild persimmon pudding just in time for Thanksgiving, please visit our website at pulseplanet.com. This archival program is part of our 30th anniversary celebration. If you want to hear more, check out our podcast. As promised, here's an excerpt from Sacred Mounds, my first novel, a work of historical fiction and magical realism. Gray Turtle started to move to the drumbeat. His gestures morphed effortlessly into a dance, as if the drum was animating his body. It reminded Lewis of someone doing sign language interpretation at a concert. Grey Turtle embodied the music, shivering with the drum pulses and embellishing them in ways the sound could not express. It wasn't flashy like the fancy hoop dances Lewis had once seen at a powwow. It was simpler, with elegance and grace. The movements were spare. A flick of the wrist, a cock of the head, a gentle sway which somehow combined to convey a suite of images. His mask had a blank, vacant look. On Grey Turtle, it seemed to take on a multitude of faces, each gesture engendering an expression, a rainbow of emotions flickering by like picture cards in a shuffling deck or images in a kinetoscope. 
a shy child walking in the wake of an older brother, a coquettish young woman, an impatient suitor, an angry rival, a despairing mother, a proud father, a resolute elder, the transitions as seamless as a set of rippling waves. As a tenant in Skyfisher's body, Lewis sensed his surroundings as a glowing impressionist tableau. Grey Turtle's dance emanated bursts of light like showers from firework sparklers, with the movements taking on an ephemeral life of their own, the formless taking form, and before you could name it, gone, replaced by another shape. A hint of recognition, and then it was gone too. Lewis thought he saw the first stages of a human embryo, the flight of a hummingbird, the beating heart of a wildcat, the predatory dive of a hawk, the flick of a fishtail. And then the scale of the dance seemed to shift as Grey Turtle's movements took on less recognizable forms. Everyone else in the room began to move. Lewis, too, beckoned by an invisible partner, impelled, shuffling around the fire. The chant was repetitive and simple, as were the movements, a series of half-steps. Swept along by the current of the music, they moved in time with the drumbeat. Grey Turtle wove his dance around and between the circle of elders and younger men, hovering, touching each of them with one of his feathers. When it brushed against Lewis, it was as though he'd stepped on a live wire. A surge of electricity whipped through his body, cat-scanning every neuron. Lewis felt his material self become like carbonated water, zillions of bubbles bursting in effervescence, his thoughts dissolving as inexorably as an Alka-Seltzer tablet, leaving him a dancing, rhythmic being embraced and animated by a finer force, a planet orbiting with others around a sunfire. Grey Turtle was a comet, a wild card, an angel whisking amidst the denser dancers like a neutrino incarnate, carrying a wordless message on behalf of the force impelling the dance. Whatever it was, it seemed to be hungry, not for power or animal sacrifices or good intentions, but for something which could be only experienced with every fiber, every synapse wholeheartedly engaged. If Horton was going to hear this who, every cell in Lewis's body had to be on board, every bubble bursting with a quantum wave particle of love. In the whirling logic of the dance, an indescribable feeling reanimated Lewis's body husk, resonating with the nameless signal. Everyone in the room was adding strength to it, brother planets revolving, listening, and suddenly silent and still. Grey Turtle removed his mask and joined the elders and younger men, sitting on the benches around the room, facing the fire. A long silence, punctuated by crackles and hisses from the fire pit. Something had transpired, shifted, although Lewis couldn't say what. Words evaporated like the memory of a dream. Everyone in the room had been shown a possibility that beckoned, reminding them what they were capable of. Thanks for listening. To order Sacred Mounds in print or audio, visit sacredmoundsnovel.com. That's sacredmoundsnovel.com.